Welcome to the Lead Your Life series, where we share real-life experiences of how personal struggles and seeming setbacks were turned into phenomenal stories of hope and grace. Hello everyone. My name is Marenike Vincent and I am a chartered accountant presently working as an auditor with one of the big four professional services firms and I'm also the author of the Academic Excellence Devotional. So the story I want to share is my journey to becoming a chartered accountant. <laughs> this I would say that this was a very tough journey for me but a very fulfilling one so ever since I was a little girl I've always wanted to be an accountant and I worked really hard because I did not want anyone to tell me that I could not be an accountant because my grades were not good so I put in extra to ensure that I was very good at what I did though one of the setbacks I encountered was my West African examination results when in my accounting I got a D7 so I couldn't um, I couldn't reconcile it because this was me throughout senior secondary school getting A's in accounting because I wanted to be an accountant and getting to why I can get in a D7. My school didn't even try to probe, but we tried to probe WIAC, but everything fell on deaf ears. But then the university I applied to, Obafemi Awolowo University, Ileife, did not require accounting. You know, as one of the core courses or course subjects they were going to use to select accountants. So I was safe and I was happy. So I became, I became an undergrad studying accounting. So I had this amazing plan. You know, because when I found out that, oh, using my O-level results, I could start the process to becoming a chartered accountant. And by this process, I mean three levels, associate um, account technician scheme, that's the ATS, and then three levels professional. So that's one and a half years. And that was supposed to just be three years and I'll be chartered. So I said, okay, I'll give myself my 100 level. And after my 100 level, I would enroll for ICANN. And so that's what I did. Okay, so in between that, we had this ASU strike. And so I, I used the time to register for ICANN. My father was like, don't write this exam, be serious from your schoolwork. But I, I was like, I want to finish early. This will help my schoolwork. I'll be more serious in school. I'll finish on time. I'll be a chartered accountant by the time I'm in my 400 level. 
the plan was there and I was willing to work for it. So I went ahead to register. When my father saw that, oh, it's like this, my daughter is um, very serious with this. He helped me get my books and get ready. I didn't even attend lectures for the first level. I just read, I wrote the exams and I passed it. You know, because I just felt, yes, I was cut out for this and I needed to get it done. <sighs> By the time I was supposed to write the second level, ATS2, classes were supposed to start January 2nd. And so I cut my school break short and I came to school and I started classes. And when results came out, I asked a friend of mine to help me check and then he, he didn't he didn't get back to me on time, so I knew something was wrong. He couldn't bring himself to telling me that I didn't pass one of my papers. So I asked someone else to help me check and tell me what exactly my result was. And the person did and I found out I failed a paper. And so it meant that my three-year dream has just been shifted to three years and six months. I cried. <laughs> I cried a lot and it just felt like I failed, really. I actually failed. This is me. I, I, I was always a hardworking person and failure was not part of the things, uh, part of my life. I, I didn't, I think the only subject I didn't do well at was Italian. <laughs> that was my GS1. You know, and it was tough, but I knew that I would rewrite it and I'll pass it. And so I did. I rewrote it and I passed it. And so it was time for ATS3. And I wrote my ATS3. Meanwhile, I was doing my schoolwork and doing well in school. I, I didn't have so much time, so I tried to manage my time well. And then, you know, my friends and I that were doing the ICANN exams, then we were termed the serious girls in class. You know, and it, it just seemed like, yeah, we actually, we're actually serious because it wasn't easy combining, but then we did. We had classes over the weekend. And we did. We, we, we just kept reading. We kept going for classes, writing exams and everything. So by ATS3, I wrote my ATS3 exams. It was just another tough one because school was on vacation and then ASU break, ASU strike. And we wrote our exams. We wrote the ICANN exam. We prepared in that time. I think the strike was like four months. In that four months, we prepared for exam and we wrote exam. So we kept ourselves busy. And I passed it, you know, and I was excited. That, wow, I had finished the first half. So I'm now A80. And I was excited. I was happy. This was 2009, 2009, 2010, 2009. And I was happy. My friends and I were happy. We all did our induction together. And then we found out that ICANN had changed syllabus. So what it meant for us was we were going to have to write an additional paper before we could go to professional. And so my three and a half year dream turned to four years plus. <laughs> and 
you know but it didn't bother me because i felt okay by part four ending of part four i would be done but it just didn't happen that way there was a time i didn't have i didn't write yes i didn't write one of my ats three papers because i felt i wasn't ready so i decided to take it the next diet so more like the 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 reality just kept moving and 400 level came that was when we now did the professional exam one because after claiming exemptions and everything already i was getting weary because usually once you finish your university education especially if you finish from buffing or university bsc accounting you will start from professional one and then it meant that the only advantage that i had over people who did not write i can when we were in school was just a diet it was painful you know because i had put in all the work before then and then it just didn't happen and i remember <laughs> i remember right um preparing for the professional one exam and i read i got my books i was so sure that i was going to pass the entire four exams that immediately after the exams i gave out all my books like all my textbooks study materials i gave everything out only for me to reach to be in nyc camp in adamoa state and getting the most dreaded sms of my life <laughs> i can't tell in me that i had bad failure and i failed all four papers i got a call from my mom saying do all you can to come back to lagos and come and face your profession i cried my eyes out because I can't did something to me. I can't rubbished everything. Ah, I can I can make me feel less. It made me feel like I wasn't really smart. <laughs> it made me feel like uh, this is you know like why are you wasting your time. And there were many days I wanted to give up. Because really, who writes an exam for so long? Every advantage I had was cut short because of choices because of different reasons okay so i stayed doing nyc and i said i was going to reread those papers and pass them before i come back to lagos so my entire nyc one year we didn't have any tuition center in adamwa specifically in yola there was no tuition center so i decided to read by myself I would take my books to the office. They complained about me bringing books to the office and all. So I, I would write my textbook when I'm reading. I'll just take my summary notes to the office and read in between. When I, whenever I, I get back home, I would sleep early. My roommates usually would sleep by 8, 8.39. Once they are asleep, I'll wake up and read till like 12, 1 because i just wanted to finish this exam really i didn't want anybody to tell me that because of this i could not achieve my dream of being a chartered accountant you know because usually um nobody recognizes you if you're not chartered like your journey just starts when you become a chartered accountant so 
I had to read by myself and do my exams by myself and everything. And so I, I, I rewrote those four papers and I still remember the day when my results came out. I was lying down on the rug in my room in NYC and I put in the code and just thanking God that wow everything will be fine. I put in my best. I wrote out my heart in that exam. <laughs> And the first one loaded, passed. I was like, oh, thank you. Thank you, God. And the second one loaded, I passed. And I was like, oh, my, oh, my, oh, my. Thank God. And the third one loaded and it was passed. You know, and these were the tougher papers. And I passed all three. And then the last one loaded. And I saw failed. In that instant... I can't even remember what was running through my mind. I was broken. I was, I was, you may be thinking that how can one exam have so much an impact on a person, but it did. It had, it had a grip on me that I couldn't even shake off. You know, imagine every weekend, every Saturday, every Sunday, you are going for classes. Imagine during the break when everybody's playing and everything. Are you going for classes? Public holiday, you're going for classes. Times when your mates are playing and reading, you're reading, you're reading for exams. And then after everything, after all the hard work, after all the stress, you still fail. Like what was the point, you know? And I cried. My, I remember my friend came in and she was like, Renny, what's wrong? And I said, I, I failed. I failed. And I, I, I didn't see any, I didn't see the fact that, oh, I used to do really well. But then this icon was just a thorn in my flesh. As long as I wasn't passing icon, it meant I wasn't passing. I wasn't passing anything in life because <laughs> if I, if I couldn't pass icon, then what am I passing? You know, and I remember one day a friend of mine, they asked in class that, oh, how many of you started from ATS? And I raised up my hand. And my friend looked at me and she was like, oh, that's true. When in school, you started the exam. Oh, that's true. And I was like, yeah. She was like, Don't you know, she, she did the tongue out thing for me. And she said, Don't are we not on the same level now? And she even went on to finishing the ICANN exam before me. I went to my house and I cried. I thought about my life and I cried. I met someone at the junction when I was going home and the person was like, oh, where are you going to? And I was like, oh, I'm going for ICANN classes. And the guy goes, you've always been writing ICANN, like, since forever. Ever since I've known you've been writing ICANN exams. When would it end? And as simple and as petty those, 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 um, conversations were, those comments were, they hit me. They hit me deep. And it, it was tough. You know, so I, that my one paper that I didn't pass. I went back to the drawing board. I said, I'll reread it again. And I'll pass it. This was already NYS. I'll read it again and I'll pass it. So I read again. One paper, I read again. Put in my all. Got my textbooks. Read. Even checked, checked online to be sure that, okay, all this my reading, reading, I'm not reading a miss. 
and I wrote the exam. My result came out when I just got back to Lagos from NYSC. And when my result came, it was only one paper and it was a failed, failed paper. I remember people asking me, people very close to me at the time, asking if I even read for the exam. I remember people telling me that, are you sure I want to con? Are you sure you want to continue with this? I can't think. Life is not that difficult. And at that moment, I was faced with a choice. It was either I quit doing the ICANN exams or I still forge ahead. It just seemed like each and every time I tried to hold the door to be in a chartered accountant and the door knob, the door moves. And so it was painful. And when people that I respected a lot advised that I just leave the ICANN and do something else, I had to have a meeting with myself and ask myself, why do I want to be an accountant? Why did I opt to do this ICANN examinations? Why did I opt to professional exams and not just let everything go? Why did I opt for it? And I reminded myself that I always wanted to be a channel accountant. It's a noble profession. It's something I would love because of the integrity and everything that had to do with the entire profession as a whole. And I told myself this, and this is one of the lessons I would love you to learn from this story, is that I told myself that if, as young as I am, doing my first professional exams, I'm quitting, then I've already placed a lead on my life. And when tougher things come, I will not be able to jump over them because I've placed a lead. I've said this is the limit to which I can go. And I told myself, I want to go far in life. I can will not be a determining factor of how far I will go. And so I said, I will forge ahead. I will finish my exams and I will be someone great. And so I enrolled for classes when I got back to Lagos. People are saying, just read on your own. But I enrolled for classes. I gave it so much seriousness that people thought, ah, why are you so serious about this? And as I sat in class, because I realized that I needed practical experience, which I did not have, I sat in class gleaning from my teachers and my lecturers, and I kept saying, Renike, this is why you didn't pass. The examples they were giving me were something else, and I was like, wow, this is interesting. And I wrote the exam and I passed it. I went over to final stage. I read did all night, took coffee, took copico, took coke to keep me awake. I read with groups. I did everything and I passed two out of the four exams. And then it just seemed normal. At least you passed two. You didn't pass one. Because if I had passed one, I would have failed all. I was like, at least you passed two. And then it meant that for myself, I was, I was, I was, requesting or did or i was putting i was putting a lead on myself by requesting lower from myself than ordinarily i would because usually well who writes i can exams and passes the entire four that you pass to be grateful but i had friends who wrote the exam in one and a half years two years professional stage they were done and i didn't understand why i just kept failing why it just did not click so in that mix, I started working. I wrote those four exams, guys. I said I passed two. Change jobs. The job I the job I presently work. Office policy says you cannot write in one year. 
so i had to respect it but i decided okay let me read let me just focus on my work and then go back to it so this was already 2013 2014 i remember that i started icon in 2007 and then i i i read for exams again the two papers i read okay I was, okay two papers i read i was told that okay you could change because i can't change syllabus again <laughs> they changed syllabus again so it meant that i was not going to be doing two papers but i was going to be doing three papers under a totally different syllabus which was was totally different we didn't even have books for it everybody was just using sense to carry it even lecture t- lecture halls lecture um venues they were just teaching us i just learned something i can't even go study park just about that for very few and that was like some some days to exam you know so it was just somehow but i wrote the exam and i passed two so i had one left i remember being threatened in my office no well not threatened per se but i was being told that marine these exams is distracting you need to pass it i need to pass it fast i knew it was a determining factor in my office for me to get promoted once i get to a certain level we, i had not reached but i did not want to reach that level and not be disqualified because i'm not chartered i didn't want anybody to tell me because you're not chartered marinike you cannot do this so i said okay i would, I would put in the work i would this and that this was seven years of my life doing i can already so in 2015 i enrolled for classes again a friend of mine was like oh don't don't this is just one paper don't stress yourself i said no i went to look for who teaches this subject best i went to, it was expensive just that one paper was expensive but i didn't care i just wanted to pass the exam i had spent so much money on icon ah <laughs> eight years of my life no really you can't do the math you know and i read for the exam and this time you know when i got to the, I remember that when i got to exam i felt in my heart don't start from number one go and do the others and come back this was different from what i i usually start from number one but this exam i start from the back i did all the ones i knew number one was compulsory so the last 30 minutes of my time i went to number one and by the time i opened the number one question i was thrown off balance so you can imagine if i start with number one then i would have failed yet again but by the time i went there i was like okay let me do what i can i built the entire account did all i could and immediately i dropped my pen i said to myself this was the diet that i got chattered so another thing you should learn is to persevere to to push 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 don't give up on you don't give up don't give up on yourself when you believe that this is what i'm cut out to do do not give up on your dreams nobody knows your life more than you and god don't give up on your dreams don't give up on yourself don't give up on god so i kept saying it to myself this was the diet i got chattered people asked me oh did you get this answer i said this was the diet i got chattered this was the diet i got chattered when they asked me in my office how was the exam fine this was the diet i got chattered and in july when results came out i got an sms in the middle of the night that kept me awake for many hours 
and it, the SMS was that paper, I passed it. And it was all over. The sleepless nights, the tears, the lot of money, the years of my life. I was finally free. It felt like a burden was removed from my life. You know, it felt, I felt like, so it's over. So I'm, I'm now chattered, like really. And I cried. I told my mom, I just prayed and I cried and I cried and I cried. Because I was grateful to God. And I, I learned, I learned that, see, Marenike, dreams do come true if you believe in them. And between your dream and the realization of your dreams, there is hard work, there is sacrifice. You cannot tell me you want to write an exam and not give it 101%. You need to put in your best. You need to be the best at what you do. You need to persevere. Ah, there were days I did not go for classes. And then I felt, Marinika, if you don't go for your classes, how do you want to pass? You know, and, but now it was all over, you know. <laughs> I remember my, my, my first Saturday outside class and I was like, what do people usually do on Saturdays? <laughs> I could actually go for someone's wedding. Like, really? I could actually do bridal trains. Really? I could actually spend the time doing things I love doing. Everything changed when I finished my exam. My confidence rose. Yeah, although yes, I'm not, I'm not there yet. My life is, is still being built. But being able to achieve a dream has this satisfaction that it brings you. And then it, it gives you a trophy that you can put on your shelf to say that, yes, I've done that. If I was able to do this, I'll be able to do this. I still look at my icon plaque today and I just smile when I'm cleaning, you know. I just smile at it and I'm like, I'm aiming for the stars and I will not give up. I will keep moving and I will not give up. I can't show me Pepe, but I'm chartered today. I'm a chartered accountant. I stay true to the dream I had when I was a little girl, but it cost me a lot. It cost me sleepless nights. It cost me sweat. It cost me, but the reward outweighed the stress, the tears and everything. So I would say, don't give up on yourself. Don't give up on your dreams. Ask yourself, why? Why do you want to do what you do? Because if you don't know the purpose for which you are doing something, if you do not have your why, then anything will sway you. When you get to a little roadblock, you would give up because your why is not anchored deep within you. <sighs> so that, that's my story. Don't give up on yourself. Don't give up on your dreams. The future belongs to those who believe in the beauty of their dreams. And I'll add, and who are willing and ready to work for that dream. My name is Murenike Vincent. Thank you so much for listening to my story on Lead Your Life series. You can contact me 
on social media. My name is Morenike Vincent on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. You could also visit my website on www.morenikevincent.com or send me an email at info at morenikevincent.com Once again, thank you so much for listening. And always remember to be the very best you. Be the very, very best of yourself you could possibly be and nothing less. Don't settle. Be the very best. Thank you once again. Have a beautiful day. Bye. for listening to this episode of the Lead Your Life series. This is a special edition of Lead Your Life podcast brought to you by SeasonLifeJournal.com.